Hello, and welcome to today's podcast recording. My name is Bob Siriani. I'm the Chair and Program Director in the Department of Speech Pathology here at Salis University. We're a really proud graduate program that has designed for full-time students that are interested in a lockstep program. That means our courses are sort of spelled out from the time students get here until the time they graduate. And it's really planned out for a five-semester cohort model, which means the whole group starts in the fall and we travel through um, spring, summer, a second fall and a second spring to graduation. Uh, and we really follow this cohort model because we want students to begin to build relationships, to really um, start to solidify their networks in the field. Um, the, your, your cohort is your people once you graduate. And I think Salas has done a really good job of uh, creating an environment where students um, not only learn uh, the ins and outs of the profession, but also begin to um, really develop their skills as um, professionals who uh, develop these strong networks so that when you find a case out in the field, um, you have a person to come back to. And that lockstep uh, program really allows students to sort of know what to anticipate. Um, that's the original sort of design of SALIS. Uh, but uh, today's topic really is to talk about those students who join our program um, after the start of a traditional uh, uh, sequence of curricula. And that's our students that have transferred into the program. I'm amazed at um, the bravery of the students who um, start a graduate program and then have to stop. And we have some really two um, excellent examples that we've been lucky enough to work with here at Salus. Um, what has um, transpired really is um, these students have come in uh, with some credits already earned at another program, um, but are finishing their studies here at Salas. And they've agreed to join me today to really talk about their experiences, how they started graduate school, what sort of stopped them from their previous programs and what attracted them to Salas's program. So um, I do have a series of questions I'd like to ask the two of you. I really appreciate again, the, the opportunity to sort of talk about your experiences. Um, so maybe you'll start off and tell our listeners why you've decided to become speech pathologists. So I actually was undecided when I first went into college and I think a lot of people start off like that. I think it's where that you just go in knowing you want to be a speech pathologist. But my mom actually introduced me to the classes because she started taking speech classes, but ended up moving on to something else. So I took the intro to it and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I kind of like the medical side of everything, but obviously I wasn't going to try and be a doctor or anything. But speech gives you like that medical aspect of working in a hospital or a rehab working with brain injuries and stuff. So I just kind of liked it right after the first intro. Great. Um, kind of similar. I really did not know that speech pathology was what I wanted to do initially. Um, and I actually completed my undergrad degree in communication studies. And I was thinking I was gonna go into broadcasting um, and social media management. 
But at the time, um, during college, my last couple years, and then for a little bit after college, I was teaching vocal lessons. And I was also performing as a vocalist on the side while I was looking for a job in the communications field. And I developed vocal nodules. And I had to go see a speech pathologist. And I just thought it was the coolest experience. I mean, of course, for me, it was pretty traumatic in the beginning to have injured my voice, which was my career at that point. But in the long run, it really helped me out because I realized that I had such a passion for that area. Um, and it was really awesome. I got to bring some of the knowledge I gained through working with that speech pathologist to my students. And I could see that it really helped them achieve their goals. And that's kind of when I started to realize um, that I really liked the interpersonal environment of speech pathology and that idea of getting to help others. So I also took the intro class then to um, CSD. And the more I learned about different areas of the field, the more I was sold on it. So I decided to go back and get a certificate in it and pursue graduate school. Thank you so much for sharing. So we're going to sort of fast forward through um, the launch of your career, your undergraduate and post-baccalaureate careers um, and talk a little bit about how you went about selecting a graduate program. Um, what were some of the most important aspects you looked for in a program? Um, so for me, I was definitely looking at location and Salis is perfect because if you want to go into the city for externships, you can hopefully get a placement there. If you want to be in the suburbs and be in a school, it's, I think it's like the perfect spot for everyone because everyone's going to have a different uh, place that they're looking for. Salis was actually my first option, but that was a whole different thing that didn't end up working out. But it's also like location for me, like being closer to home was a big part because, you know, like having um, a support system at home, even if it's the program that you want, it's still a lot that you're going through. And then again, for me, Salas was definitely had that like medical side of speech that I was looking for. And I know a lot of other programs, they they're like masters of arts or something. So they tend to be more educational focused, which wasn't really it's not what I'm looking to do in the long run. Great. Again, um, very similar answer. I was looking at location. Um, it was really important for me to be close to home and have my support system nearby. And then I was looking at the clinical experiences and opportunities. Um, <clears throat> I was really interested in being able to get some access to more of the medical side of speech pathology. So that was important when I was looking at programs. Um, and then I think too, just being able to look at the faculty that was part of the programs and kind of see their areas of specialty and you know what I could potentially be exposed to. I think your experience is much like other students' experiences. Like, how where where is my support system going to be? How close am I located? I I do know some students go. I want to be as far away as possible, uh, but most say um, where where are 
you know, where is my community and how can I study in that community? Um, I also think uh, students also do some legwork on who's the faculty and what kind of research are they doing and what kind of clinical experiences are they going to offer me? Uh, I also hear um, folks talk about cost and um, what's your return on investment, so to speak, like how much is it going to cost me to get through this program um, before I get out and start making some money as a speech pathologist. But obviously, since I'm talking to transfer students, something happened in that previous program. Um, what when you realized things weren't going so well, what were some of the um, actions that you took to um, either repair the relationship at your previous um, location, or what were what were some of your thoughts around um, what what should I do next? Um, I think throughout like the whole time I was at the other program, I just wasn't like super happy. And it wasn't like, I'm not going to go into like super specifics about it, but just like in general, I didn't feel like it was right for me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to like completely drop out of speech. And my mom was like, no, don't do that. Take like a break and then just like decide later. And yeah, that's when I just reached out to you, Bob. And I was like, maybe I can transfer. I have no idea if they even do that for grad programs. Mm -hmm. But I ended up like calling somebody and then we talked on like a video chat and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to transfer and like actually go back to speech and finish. And I, I really didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, maybe I'll try to get a job in something else. Like it was hard because you like put so much time and effort into what you're going to do and money also, like I'm already been paying for the other program. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to completely change what I'm doing. And I'm happy I didn't. I'm happy I figured out that there was something else to do. And I think, I think this podcast will be helpful because people don't realize you can like look for another option if you don't like where you are. Yeah. Um, I definitely think the first step was to cry and panic for a while. Um, had lots of long conversations with my mom about freaking out. Um, but you know, similarly, like I, I was reaching a point where I felt unhappy and I was starting to get worried because I was getting further on in my program and kind of feeling like I was not going to be prepared um, after graduation to get into that clinical fellowship year and really have the skills I needed to be successful in that. And that's kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier, Bob, about the return on investment. You know, we were we invest so much time and money into pursuing graduate school. And I really, I was starting to see that I wasn't getting out of it what I had wanted at my previous university. Um, and, you know, Salas was always on the back of my mind because I did interview with Salas um, and get accepted. And I really, I loved my interview and I would catch myself kind of thinking about like, oh, I, I feel like I made the wrong decision. Um, and so I did eventually reach out, I think, to the um, administrative assistant of the speech department, and she put me in touch with you, Bob. And um, we had a really good conversation about some of my concerns with the other university. And it was just so nice to know that there was another option because 
I was really starting to feel like I was getting to that point of, I don't know if I can do this field anymore. And I had felt so passionate about it at the start. And it was really hard to get to that point of like feeling like I couldn't do it. And it was nice to have that light at the end of the tunnel, knowing there was another option for me. Um, And I definitely think that a lot of students don't realize that they have options. They don't have to just feel like they're done when things aren't working out. There are other ways to, to get through and get to the end goal of becoming a speech pathologist. I, I really appreciate you sharing that because um, a little bit of my, like my heart drops hearing your stories because I read those essays that students write for their um, applications, and I and I see that some people at a really early age are called to this profession, or um, they don't they discover it in undergrad, but then they realize, oh my gosh, this is something I've been thinking about really for a really long time, either as a performer or you're a talker or you have medical aspects, but you didn't want to be a doctor and it all sort of coalesces around this image or this idea of what the profession's going to be for you. And then to see sort of the roof cave in is just, I, I'm, I'm, uh, it, it, it pulls at my heart to hear that, that both of you thought like, maybe it'd be better if I didn't pursue a dream of becoming a speech pathologist. But I, I mean, ultimately, it didn't work out at those other programs for you, and um, you found some some rescue in Salas's program. How has the process of of transferring here gone for you? Um, maybe highlight one or two differences you've recognized um, from your previous experiences. Uh, it was a lot easier than I thought. I thought it was going to be like this insane process. And I honestly feel like it was more work for you, Bob, because you have to do all the paperwork and everything for it. But um, like, thank you, because you made it very smooth and easy to transfer. And I think like we're in two different cohorts, technically. Well, like we're not, but we are. It's all weird. Mm -hmm. But I think the cohort that I came in with, too, was very welcoming. And that made a huge difference because it just feels like more of a sense of like community, too than it did in my old program. Even with like professors, it feels more like they're teaching you to be their like coworkers rather than just like teaching at you. It's mm-hmm. like, it's it's more of like a together community here. Good. Yeah, the process went surprisingly smooth to transfer. Um, And I think that's the first difference that I'd like to highlight is I felt so valued as a student coming in as a transfer. You know, Bobby really took the time to sit down and talk with me and work out a schedule so that I could still graduate on time, which was huge. Um, You know, and I think as I've started Salas's program, I really do feel valued as a student. And I feel like everything in this program is geared towards the student's learning. And that is the priority. Um, Of course, it was scary coming in um, just because it's not something that a lot of people do to transfer graduate school. So you don't really have any experiences you've heard of to go off of. But 
for me, it was really helpful being connected to another transfer student. I kind of have the benefit here because I'm the second one, so I didn't have to come in and do it first. Um, but also my cohort, well, the two cohorts that I'm split between have just been so welcoming. Everyone is just really friendly. Um, I did not feel like I was coming in as an outsider to this program. I felt welcomed right away. And the faculty has been extremely welcoming too and has really like made the effort to make sure that I'm I'm included and I know what's going on, especially for some of the second year classes that I'm taking. The professors know that I wasn't here for my first year. And, you know, they've done a really nice job of being aware of that and accommodating it. Um, and then the second big difference for me is how almost systematic the um, the clinic is. I think that it is just such a nice design for students where we get that level of support at the beginning so that we can start to build our confidence of working with clients and really gain some first person knowledge from our supervisors that, you know, you have these foundational courses, but it's really nice to hear from someone as it relates to a client you're actually working with to get some of those tips and tricks of the field. And then I like that that support is faded and you can become more independent. Um, but it's it's just nice that I feel like it really has a good flow to it of starting you off at a level of difficulty where you're not going to become so overwhelmed that you feel like you can't manage your clients, but you're still challenged enough and you have to put in some of your own research to get there, but you have a safety net in your supervisor if you're getting really stuck. Thank you so much for sharing um, your stories. I, I'm really glad to see um, that there is, uh, I see a light in both of your eyes that I think might have been um, dwindling. And um, again, I'm going to harken back to listening to your stories that there was a point where both of you believed like maybe there's something else for me out there than speech pathology. But like hearing your your motivation and your excitement about the program um, actually gets me excited about the program. Um, I, I just want to wrap up here with um, some advice. I, I think you both of you sort of touched on a lot of um, great ideas through your experiences. And I think ultimately this podcast will help students either um, right here in our local area to talk about Salus or maybe give them the the audacity um, to, to adventure away from programs that aren't meeting their needs and look for other resources in their um, sort of neck of the woods. But so in, I guess in general, what advice would you give to a student that isn't satisfied with their current program um, or looking to switch up their graduate program sort of midstream? What, what, what would you tell them to do? Um, it's definitely a hard decision. You have to like think about everything because it's like your time that you've already put in, the credits, it's money. And I like a big part for me was my credits because I had like credit wise, I was like halfway or more than halfway when I was going to transfer. And it kind of set me back credit wise, but it was like weighing the options of being happier at a different program that I wanted to be at or just finishing and like getting through it, which like it's like hard. Like some people might want to do it. I was just, I couldn't do it anymore. I guess like 
like just reaching out to to like direct program directors and I didn't do this but maybe if other students want to do it reaching out to the program you're at and like expressing your concerns but I know that that's like very scary and like I don't know if you could get backlash for it especially if you're still a student and then things might not change too it might just be easier to go in a different direction and look for a program that is willing to support you more and meet like the needs that you're looking for. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for starters, don't give up and don't become discouraged. Um, try, try to explore your options. Um, and I can speak a little bit about the experience of talking to the program director at my former program. And that did help me reach this decision because I feel like I had a very good conversation, uh, but I did realize that my concerns were not going to change and were not going to be addressed. And that's kind of when I had to realize, um, you know, do I, do I want to just push through and get the degree and be done? Or do I want to, um, do I want to make that change, even though it's scary? And I did I spent a lot of time thinking about it and eventually I realized I need to make the change. Um, it's just, it was what was best for me. And I think the biggest piece that I'd like to add for anyone who is realizing things aren't going as planned and looking for a change is, I know it's uncommon, but in our field, we're called on to advocate for our clients. And I think the best way to build our skills in that is to advocate for ourselves. Um, you deserve to get the quality education you want. And so even though it might be scary or difficult or uncommon, I think you really, you need to see those other options out there and make the best decision for you. Well, I, I really want to thank both of you for joining me today and um, walking down the your path. Um, I have to say I'm even more enamored by both of you as students, and um, I think we're really lucky to have you as students here, and I can't wait to the day to call you alumni and colleagues in this field. I think we will be a better field because the two of you will be joining us. Um, sh should you have experiences like our students here and um, feel stuck or feel um, spinning in a loop and um, want to talk about your experience, please feel free to reach out. I can go through the process, how we review courses and look at um, your credits and accept credits and develop modified course of studies, uh, all, all that stuff which would help you decide, is it is it worth it for me? Um, please reach out. My uh, email is r-s-e-r-i-a-n-n-i -N -N at salas.edu. And to find out more information about our program, please head over to the website, which is www.salas, that's S-A-L-U-S dot E-D-U, and just search for the speech pathology program. Thank you both for sharing your stories with, with me and with our listeners. Um, I, I, I think all of us can agree that we've really learned a lot through this process. And um, I really appreciate 
the the bravery the two of you have shown in in uh, wanting to become speech pathologists. That grit and that that resilience really shines through. And like I said before, the field is going to be better having you in it with us. So thank you both for sharing, um, and hopefully this inspire some other folks to find a different path so that they can become speech pathologists one day too. <laughs>